Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This week in League, after his time at South Sydney, Wayne Bennett becomes an expert in flicking gay guys switch to origin mode. Surprise winner in the battle of the not-centres as Kurt Capel dominates Gutho and Whiten. State of Origin Game 1 proves to be a condensed yearie of Cleary, full of promise but ending in tearies. Plus, we look back on all the action from State of Origin 1, aka the Game of AIDS in Adelaide. All that more Welcome to episode 375 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. I'm not sure what sort of uh, anniversary 375 is. It's one of those round anniversary-ish numbers, but I think you give up celebrating the small increments when you it's get to three that. And three and three quarters. Yes, yes. I guess 25. So I guess, I guess sort of uh, after Origin next year, provided they do it in the middle of the year, we'll be looking at the big 400. Yes. How you doing anyway, fella? I mean, it's re- it's, it's redundant to ask you how you're doing, considering we were fucking having we had a two hour conversation just last night. But yes, <laughs> but yes, I assume your I assume your morning is going excellently. Considering, it, uh, yeah, you know, considering, um, you know, obviously we did the the live stream for the Digi members last night during the game. Yep, um, and then both came to the the conclusion that we were both too fucking cranky with New South Wales' performance to actually do anything effective afterwards. Yep, yep. So, um, uh, after a night night's sleep, then uh, ready to rock and roll. You're just looking at the world in a new light again. As always. Seeing the, seeing the flowers and the sunshine. You know, it's a new dawn. <laughs> it's a new day. It's a new life for me. <laughs> and I jerked it this morning. <laughs> You were feeling wood. <laughs> Let me write that down. That's the title of the episode. Oh, fuck. Lube in my hand. You know how it feels. <laughs> Fold in the pillow, you know how it feels. <laughs> a bit between the cushion couches, you know how it feels. Queuing up, up stepsister porn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. So, news this week. <laughs> I actually, like, the, the morning ones, you know, they feel like, like, like yeah, you know, had the coffee and everything. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, probably exactly. like the sharpest, the sharpest point of the day. Correct. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's all it's downhill not, from here. Yeah, it's all it, downhill. It really is. And normally we're recording, <laughs> yeah, below sea level. <laughs> when it's so downhill, it's fucking uh, underwater. Now, um, first thing first, we we have to talk about the uh, the the Dylan Walker situation, which is a a hilarious a hilarious tale 
Um, personally, with the story, it, you know, it sort of it sort of hit the news services around about lunchtime on whatever day it was the other day, and um, Monday or whenever it was. Um, I, I awoke to a message from one of our this week in Popo liaison officers who uh, had had uh, had sent me this has happened last night this is what happened here's the story and so i'm like huh interesting okay and so i sort of shared it with you boys and uh and then yeah a couple of hours later it sort of hits the thing um so i'm not sure i, I haven't actually read too many news articles about it but uh the, but the way the story goes allegedly is that uh dylan walker was absolutely spastic drunk um went to this pizza place, uh, which is, I think it's Little Italy at Narrowena, and uh, I think he was there to pick up a pizza, which is the, the most despicable part of the story, actually, and I'll get to that. But he uh, tried to tried to get into a car that, you know, that wasn't his or known, you know, people known to him. And uh, then when, when sort of bystanders saw what was going on, they sort of tried to put a stop to the situation. And so, you know, he takes a swing, came off second best from all reports, and uh, then he was hauled in. And that's all, that's all very, yeah, very in character for Dylan Walker. I mean, fuck, you know, he's, he's chased the dragon, he's fucking punched the door jam, he's fucking allegedly, although he defeated the, you know, the, you know, dragging his wife to the ground or whatever the fuck, you know, when she interrupted his Fortnite game or whatever that was. Um, so... The worst crime in all of this, though, he committed his worst crime in the history of his, in his illustrious history of misdeeds. He was there to pick up a pepperoni and Nutella pizza. Jesus fucking Christ! That hasn't hit the news thing. That's that's coming. That's coming from the the popo, and the restaurant. That, so so in a for a guy who's had a long history of misdeeds, that's his worst. And not and and by a considerable margin, and, uh, and lock him up, lock him up for life. I mean, I would hope that the that the Manly Club see this as the great opportunity that it is, is to shave some free space in the salary cap, and uh, and move him on. But obviously, that's in the hands of. I think what's going to happen is they'll hold their fire until he until he's back in court, and I think he's in court pretty pretty soon. Like I think it's a mid mid to late November, like eighteenth or something. So. I'd say I'll see what happens there, and uh, and then act accordingly. But now we're in the uh, the desert era. I would hope that we have uh, less tolerance for you know that sort of stuff. But obviously, this this one is really open and shut. I don't think he's going to get away with this one. Like he got, I mean, last time the the thing with his missus, he got away with just because he the witness changed her testimony and you know tried yeah. to withdraw the whole thing. This one by all reports that I've heard is that it, this one's all on, this is all on fucking tape. The whole thing's on tape yeah. from the shop. Like, and, and this is the no thing. doubt about it. If he plays this properly, um, it, it does make it hard for them. The, the issue with this one is there was actually no other person. Like no one was hurt. Yeah, it's a, you know, know, what is it, a he, he didn't charge. bash anyone. He he wasn't caught with drugs. He wasn't mm. pissing in his own mouth. Yeah, and I I think that's where when it becomes anything sexual, um, that that's when 
that's when you can be let go. Yeah, also DV-ish too, I suppose. That's another one oh. where they, they're sort of cracking down. No, well, Manly don't seem to want to fuck people off for DV. Um, as does any club, really. Like uh, The Tigers got rid of Louis. Well, to be to be to be fair, I mean, like that Jack the Bell and stuff. You know, the the testimony that's come out in the case earlier this week is fucking despicable. Yeah, and they it would is. have known, and that and that all would have been, you know, deposition oh, and everything. Oh, they would have to, to play fuckheads advocate that for the last year or so. No, the dragons wouldn't have had it. No way in the world would the dragons have had that testimony. I mean, surely What's, they could act. Surely, surely they could act. They could access the the the, the, the victim statements and all of that sort of thing. Not before not the, the trial. club, but the 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 the, the defense. Oh yeah, they could they could yeah. have, but why would he give that to the dragons? Yeah, yeah. I guess he just has to say, "No, nah, I didn't do it. No, nah, I didn't do yeah, it. No, nah, I didn't do exactly. it." Exactly. Pleading not guilty. Um, no, nah, I didn't do it. And and this is a really unfortunate thing, you know. To, like what what Walker did was fucked up, but in this instance, he's guilty of being a fuckwit. And not understanding his limitations on the piss. Yeah. He is one of those people that may, and maybe he has to be one of those people that says, I can't drink anymore. Yeah. And you maybe that, he's one of those people that can't have two beers. You, and, you, and you know what? You think he would have come to that point when he had the whole fucking Aaron Gray chasing the dragon incident while still at Souths. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he had, and that was years ago. Yeah. It's like fucking five, six years ago. Um, That's your wake up call to be a complete teetotaler. I'm I'm okay with this one if they get rid of him, just because it's one of those situations where the penance is late. Yep. But this is penance, I believe, for all that other shit he did, like bashing his wife. Yeah. And all of that dumb stuff. And even though that other, and then there was the the first incident he had with Manly was like just one where he was like, you know, you know, he punched a fucking door or whatever when he couldn't get in or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. that was, you know, that I, I think that one was probably more than what. It was stated to be as well, but you so know, if, once again, if no, I'm vic- head no of, victim except his head. So. Yeah, if if I'm head of the Manly Club, I play this as it's I I go the violence angle. Yeah, you know I say, look, we understand you may have mental health issues. We we understand you may be struggling with whatever it is that you are struggling with. Yep. However, violence is a reoccurring theme here. Yeah, it's not the alcohol. We understand that alcohol is prevalent in society, and people like, have like alcohol lack, issues. Lack of impulse control that manifests itself in like violent outbursts. It is one hundred percent just the violence, and so you haven't been able to control that violence. Yep. So we are now going to tear up your contract. However, what we are going to do is offer to to give you two years of club funded, you know, counselling or men- mm-hmm. mental health. Funding, yep. Because as a human being, we want to see you get through this. You won't be playing football for us anymore. Yep. But, but we're you... not going to leave you high and dry. And... Exactly. Yeah. That's it. You know, which which is probably more than some might say he deserves. Um, but I think that's that is that's the high road out of this for Manly. Yep. And then uh, and the, the media uh, accosted Jakey Turbo after a, after a New South Wales training session and told him about it and he uh he was shocked to hear of it and said that you know like it got, he's, he's like oh, he was it's very out of character and I tell you that's the one person that I would never ask about anything because that guy is like the human personification Bro, yeah. of a fucking puppy dog 
Yeah. Like, he is just fucking happy to... And, and I mean, a teammate's never going to shit on another teammate because then that leads to divisions within, you know... Correct. Yeah, club, club culture and stuff as well. But asking Jakey, who's not a politician at all like DCE and can't give a standard, like, you know, it's disappointing, let's hope, blah, 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 blah. He can't give that response. He's just the puppy dog. Just like. yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, so you're gonna, not going to get that. But, I mean, and, and to put that as, like, a headline is fucking crazy. But um, you know what you're getting when you're talking you know, to Jakey. But who knows? Who knows? Maybe Dylan's been going to fucking anger management counselling for six months yeah. and he's made great improvements and people yeah. have noticed a change in his personality around the club. Yeah. And that's what he's saying. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm fucked. Like, the, thing is, candle, the thing is about rugby league but, players, and I'm going to blanket every fucking player. I'm not going to, it's not, obviously not every player, but rugby league players as a collective is that when you play footy with guys and you get out in the piss with them and stuff like that and you know, you in the sheds after a win and it's fucking great. Yeah. And... And they're the best blokes in the world because they're a fun fucking hang. Yeah. Because they're not fucking beating their missus in front of you. Yes. They're not doing fucking all this shit in front of you. All that shit happens, you know what I mean? Like, so, so yep. obviously every every rugby league player is probably a fucking great guy to every other rugby league player. Yeah. You know? Exactly. They're doing this shit behind closed doors. And well, you know, part. and that's, that, that's the issue with DV. Yeah. You know, everywhere. Whole, yeah. Every person that's ever bashed his wife yeah. has mates. Yeah. You know, every person that's ever even, you know, pushed or backhanded or, excuse me, whatever it is, has mates. Yep. You know, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, um, so. Yeah. So, I, I don't think he needs to be involved in the game professionally anymore, but I do hope he gets the help he needs. Yep. And he may end up with like a, you know, a James Robertsy sort of situation where he's sort of compassionate out of the game to sort to sort out his demons which just happens to work out nicely yep. for that's it you know salary caps and whatnot spot on and then you then you'll resurface with Trent over at the doggies which is a nice segue into uh, the fact that Jimmy the Jet's been told he's not wanted yeah and I mean well I mean was it he, he was he was he, he was he's like sort of spinning it like it's a yeah they've, they've released him on compassionate ground like yes. he wanted to, he wanted to cut his contract short to focus on his own health and his family, apparently. And so, yep. like you said, like you suggested for Manly, he's said the direct quote in his statement is, "With the support of Souths, I'm working closely with professionals to get myself healthy and into a position where I can play my best footy and support my family. Souths have been very supportive during this period, helping me to focus on the recovery from my pec injury and providing support for Anna, me, and the kids." So. Yeah, I mean, he's had re- rehab earlier this year. I mean, obviously, the guy, he does have some demons that need to be addressed. And uh, hopefully, he can uh, sort them out really quickly. Get back to playing footy at his best. Because uh, Manly need a centre. <laughs> Manly going to need a centre and some speed in that back line. <laughs> now... Fucking this one, this one uh, go, goes to you, and I'm not, and I and I don't know how you feel about it, because well, I do I do know how you feel about it, but I think you probably feel less less uh, forcefully about it than you did a year ago. Mm. Mansour has been told that if he stays at Penrith, he'll be starting the year in reserve grade. Yes. So he is now on the market. Yes. And it looks like the Eels, Tigers, and Bulldogs are the most likely spots for him to land. Yep. However, you know, there's some other, you know, other possibilities. Um, the Tigers are, are hoping that Josh Adokar will go to them for next year, although there's indications that he may remain in Melbourne for another year. But as a winger uh, or as a fullback? 
don't know. But if they don't get him, then it make yeah, Mansell probably makes sense for them. Uh, the Bulldogs, they just need fucking first grade players. So I mean, yeah, he'll, he'll waltz into that place. The Eels haven't got their 30, 30 man Ross or that the handful of their top thirty spots to fill. So just on know. that, have we had confirmation anywhere if it's going to be a top thirty or a top twenty five? I don't. I don't think. Oh, sorry, twenty eight. I, I don't. I mean, everything I see is saying thirty, but I thought it was going to twenty eight. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's just force a habit. And, yep. Yep. Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, look, because I know I know that immediately after the face-off time, yes, you are off him completely, and then he came back and he actually sort of showed some of you know what you would consider his best form like this last season. It's, he's, he was he's been great for the most part. Yeah, the Mansour thing, you know, it's. It's tough. You, ne- you never want to besmirch a, a great servant to your club, and he's mm-hmm. been that. Yes. You know, he he stood staunch through some dark years. Yep. Um, was probably more loved within Penrith circles than, than his talent allowed. Yep. Obviously a great character of the game and a great teammate to be around. After the face-off thing, you're right. I, I was off his form. I wasn't off him, obviously. Yeah. Like to, to get your fucking face caved in, and whether people remember or not, he had to have an operation where they literally did the face-off procedure yep. where they cut the skin, peeled the skin off his face and to put his face metal with plates on it. Yes. Um, he can now eat a peach for hours. <laughs> 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 He was good this year. Yeah. However, he was good outside two of the most potent attacking weapons in the competition in 2020. Yeah. I would have had a great year plodding along outside Kikau and Crichton. Yeah. There was and almost no. There was almost no defensive attention on me, <laughs> and I would have strolled over for a fucking. Undeserved at novel levels. So, you, so you're saying, so you're saying he's like a ten in a row Darius <laughs> no. boy yeah, on the wing um, out there outside GI and whatnot. Where I'm disappointed in Mansour, and and where this sits okay with me is that in games like the grand final, that old player came through. Yeah, and there were times where. His positioning was poor and his effort to get back to fight for balls was poor. Like the the try that that Vooney bombed where he like he had it and just bobbled it before yep, he could yep. put it down. That that was vintage like you know, Mansour if if you're gonna be on the wing, you need to understand who you're playing against. And you need to understand that that cunt is bigger than you, stronger than you, and faster than you. Yep. So the only way you get over him is to outthink him or to, to be where you need to be well before he is. Yep. You know? In that game, that was a team of young kids who were getting steamrolled by a very experienced opponent. And those are the sorts of games that your old heads need to stand up in. Yep. And Mansour went into his shell. So again, like a, a great servant to the club. Uh, however... 
it was a call that needed to be made. Um, and and again, in, in saying that, I'd, I'd like to see him somewhere where, well, you know, maybe he could be give a little bit of experience to, to some of these younger kids um, just based on, on what happened in that, that grand final, though. Who knows? So... Look at the end of the day. I mean, it's, it's an easy situation. He's an aging player that's coming to the last the last you know year or years of his career. Yep. <clears throat> and you've got you've got uh, you know Toto's obviously you know nailed down a wing. Staines is there ready to ready to roll. Mm-hmm. You've signed Staines on a long you know a long uh, you know extension, and presumably does you know decent upgrade. You need to you know you need to find that money somewhere. And sweet, and you know, make that. And he's and Staines has obviously proven that he can certainly do everything that Mansour could do and more. Mm. So exactly, and and that's generational that's the, change happens to everyone. It does, and that's the last point as well. I I do also think the skill set of that position has passed him by. Yep. You know, so the 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 need now is for for tall, powerful, athletic wingers that can score tries from eight metres outside the field of play with go-go yep. gadget arms. So. Yep. But uh, yeah, all the best at whatever club he lands at. And uh, finally, I don't want to get too much into this because just I'm just uh, we're not we're not the experts of the subject. But the when's Toronto that ever stopped Wolfpack, us? The, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> the, the, the Toronto Wolfpack have uh, have been denied readmission into the to the English Super League. Um, their proposal. Uh, that was that was uh, submitted, you know, under under new ownership consortium, um, has failed, and basically by a vote of the the teams there. So it's like it's just one of these shoot yourself in the foot moments. I've, I haven't seen a team in the competition in the, of rugby league worldwide that has sort of gained as much engagement in a new market. As those Correct. guys have, and worldwide, mm. you know what I mean. Like, yeah, every like, mm. you know, they were they were, you know, a, you know, big news everywhere in the rugby league world for what they what they achieved and how they managed to, you know, battle their way up through the divisions year on year and then hit the actual, you know, yeah, ESL. Um, Corona is something that could have fucking, you know, like obviously a team that's located internationally and not within, uh, you know, not counting you know, France yeah. with the Catalans, is fucking like. They had their plan to base themselves in the UK yeah, and all this shit. Fran- France is like fucking New Zealand is to Australia. Everyone just assumes it's part of it anyway. Yeah, yeah. But um, and probably wishes it could be. Uh, and obviously, you know, being un- unable to, you know, fulfil you know certain obligations due to due to the Corona you know, situation is like unprecedented. Yes. However, these you know self interested little cunt clubs over in the in the UK have uh. You know, voted voted, I believe, by a margin of what, like nine to four, I think it was, against their readmission. Do we um, do we know so, how the vote went? Like, do we yeah, know who voted? Yeah, which I don't way? have it in front of me, but like, yeah, the, your, your bigger clubs, like your Wiggins and your, you know, your Leeds stuff, they voted for them to be admitted. They were, um, and then yeah, it was clubs down the bottom, and you know, poorer clubs that, that voted the other way. But then you look at the, what else is going. I mean, like Hull Kingston Rovers. There's three weeks to go. Three, three games to go. They've ended their season because they've had a new coronavirus outbreak at the club. So the, yep. the, the seasons, they just the seasons are cunt circus anyway. Because exactly, like, so they're gone for the rest of the year. Fuck. And and, and it's, just, it's just such a fucking like, it's a fucking joke with like the forfeits and the fucking 
and shit anyway. And uh, so what, what was their rationale? Was it the travel? Was it... Okay, so the rationale... Just let me bring it up here. So they, they withdrew because obviously the coronavirus fucked them financially. Correct. So the weirdness around, you know, would they have to, like, you know, they'd have to be based in, in the UK for the entirety of the season, et cetera, et cetera. So, sorry, it was eight votes to four and one one abstention. To, uh, yep. In the vote. And they basically, uh, the, the they, um, Super League appointed an independent committee of sports industry experts with representation from the RFL to examine the commercial opportunities for rugby league in Canada. And their findings were unanimous. Operating a team in a fiercely competitive North American sport market was non-strategic and added no material incremental value to revenue to Super League in the short or medium term. Yep. These people saying, talking about adding fucking revenue to Super League in the short or medium term, the same cunts that signed a fucking deal to get free pizza for no money to advertise puppet Yeah, dolls. exactly. So, uh... Yeah, so Leeds, Leeds were one of three clubs to support the Wolfpack, um, along with the Rugby Football League, but their vote was cancelled out by that of the executive chairman of Super League, who uh, Robert Elstone, <coughs> sceptic of the uh, Canadian Excuse club. Me. Yep. And, uh, yeah, so the new the prospective new owner of the club had made a pledge to pay five months of unpaid wages to the players as well. Yep. However, yeah, that's in doubt. And now Super League has to decide whether they have eleven teams or twelve next season. Jesus. And if they and if twelve, they've got to find another team. Yeah, wow. So it's just a shame because I mean, like those guys were getting good crowds at the Canadian games. Yep, they had great like you know awareness and media attention and and, and awareness yep. in the country. Yep. And you know, yep. here's the people thing: people always want to talk about growing the game and expanding the game and things like that. Yeah, that was a fucking case study. That if you take the coronavirus impact that everyone had to wear, it almost fucking brought the NRL down. The premier competition in the fucking game. Yeah, you know, you take that out of it. I mean, you know, it's just a damn shame. It it reeks of just that small minded mentality. Yeah, and that's why the Super League is always going to be the small fucking yeah. comp. Exactly. Now, I give absolutely zero fucks about Super League. Yep. Absolutely zero fucks. However, I do care about the international game. Yep. And I care about, you know, 5, 10, 15 years down the track. You know, we've yep. we got a situation here where there's like... A, an entire new market, entire mm-hmm. new market. If Canada's established, there's one team there. They've got the population to justify multiple teams. Yeah, and not only that, the success yeah. of the Wolfpack had already had um, Scott Penn, Manly's owner, exploring the creation of a New York franchise. I'm, I'm not so much worried about that. The, the basic mass of it is the amount of potential eyeballs that are in that region. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Yep. And it was a golden opportunity to set themselves in front of those eyeballs and they fucked it because they didn't want to sit on aeroplanes. Yeah. The, the, what, what, what's going to have to happen is you're going to need a 
high net worth individual, and I mean a proper high net worth individual who is prepared to to piss money or you know like a, a significant amount of money or take a hit to get things going the proper way because at the moment i mean there's you know the the usa have been they've been try, like you know they've had a couple of different you know, competitions over the years trying to get things done but it's all like really like gorilla low money you know guys are play, playing for free sort of thing and they can and they can mm. never build you know they can't they can't get it up to any any significant level because I mean it just simply takes money when you don't yeah. have that kind of exposure it takes money and money attracts athletes money attracts you know eyeballs because they can package it up as a glitzy thing in America god they fucking love that and actually make you know package a glossy product yeah. and they just can't do they they just can't do it at the, you know at the moment with a couple of expats and you know from Australia and things like that coming over there and coaching and trying to assemble you know teams with you know farmers exactly so So, in short fuck English people fuck England yet again doing selfish shit to other countries and putting the local populace down it's in your fucking DNA take a bath and put your beers in the fucking fridge for fuck's sake You're, you're, you're all fucking storm supporters Recaps. Okay, one game and one game only. Regrettably, Queensland 18 defeated New South Wales 14 in the uh, first state of origin clash uh, at Adelaide Oval. A uh, good crowd in these troubled times of over 25,000 in attendance. The Queensland tries to Andrew Bramstone, Xavier Coates, Cameron Munster, Daly Cherry Evans, three of three conversions. New South Wales 14 uh, came through tries to Damian Cook, a double to Josh Adokar, and one of three conversions to Nathan Cleary. So ultimately, goal kicking the difference in the end. What say you about this game? Well, I guess what we'll do before we get into the game itself, origin in November. How do you you find it, sir? Mm. I cannot preface what what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say because... We were literally having conversation while the game was going on last yeah, night for two hours. That's it. But our Digi members who are on the live stream and the ones who you know pick it up in a delayed fashion when I upload it later today will know or will find out that what we say now, we were saying yeah when New South Wales were up ten nil, we were saying it from the very when it was nil all, and we were saying it at the end of the game. So I don't want anyone to misconstrue these comments as. Uh, as like some sort of sour grapes on the result or whatever. No. The result wouldn't have saved, I think, our, our impressions of Origin, at this, or at least maybe not Origin this time of the year, but Origin Game 1 as itself. The intensity was down on a mid-year Origin. Now, again, I'm not going <clears> to <throat> speculate that any one reason was the 100% reason for any of this. Yep. Like you just alluded to with the Wolfpack situation, this has been a kind of a year, you know, and, and you've got players who are probably more mentally and physically exhausted at this end of season than they would be at a regular end of season. Yep. You've also got the scenario that with normal state of origin, you go straight from club mm-hmm. into origin camp. Yep. Have you camp with the boys and then straight into game one. 
where you've got the situation here that you had some players finish, you know, week one of the finals. And some I'm, players before the finals? I'm, I'm sure they've been doing everything to keep fit and they've been working out and doing all of that yeah. stuff. But there was a long time between matches. Yep. You know, and, and we know how important match fitness is, especially in an elite competition. So I felt the intensity was down. Like mm-hmm. you, you made the great point that at the start of the second half, there were no props involved in the first tackle. Yep. On the tackler or the tackle Off the kickoff, yeah. yeah. You know, where, whereas normally, that's one of the most exciting times of the entire fucking games. That first, the first tackle of the first set of each half. Yeah, the guys are jumping in there to absolutely belt yeah. the guy rucking the ball up. Exactly, yeah. you know. And yeah, and 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 it wasn't just the first tackle. I mean, it's like every every kick return, like there was there just there was none of that real shoulder in. There was like you know there was probably half a dozen yeah. great sort of strong origin style, you know, smashing guy. Yes, examples in the game. That's it. So it's absolute lack of, absolute lack of intensity. The Mistake count was terrible from both sides. What did they, what did the New South Wales mistakes? I, I didn't follow the stats I'm, after. I know they were like three from three three completed sets from seven. I'm just getting back in the first into half it. before they scored that try. Mm. But what Queensland did really well was simple fucking strategic rugby league. Yeah, and only in the second half though. They weren't doing it in the first half. They were trying in the first half. New South yeah. Wales were playing with a little bit more intensity. And that's how the the fortunes went. You know, it it was it was in the first half all New South Wales simply because they had more pace. They were doing things with a little bit more energy. Yep. Yeah. Play the balls were certainly were yeah. noticeably That's it. extremely quicker. So yeah. the, the completion rate for New South Wales was 73% and for Queensland, 78 Yep. So New South Wales made 17 errors. Yep. That's a fucking, that's a fuck ton of errors. That, that is. Queensland were 10. Yeah. You know? But that's what killed New South Wales. The fact that there are a team that I think lacked leadership really showed through. And there were some selections there that that I think were... Oh, look, I don't want to say dubious because Whiten had a very good series at centre last year, if you remember. Yeah, last year the selections in terms of out-of-position guys were it was exactly the same level of dubiousness, I think, except the players in the positions really lifted... Exactly. So again, White put a foot wrong. Whiten had a fantastic series last year, and his game, I believe, as a six, easily transitions him to centre. Mm-hmm. Gutho in centre, and I know last year we had a fullback in centre. Yep. But Gutho is not an effort face. That like that they are not the same. No, they are not the same at all. The funny thing is, I, I tried to think back, and the Canberra fans, correct me here if I'm wrong, but I tried to go back and think of all the things I think of when I'm looking at Jack White and how he plays the game. 
an absolute fucking defensive liability was not one of them. No. And it wasn't as if he was shown up for positioning. It wasn't as if people kept getting on his outside and beating him for pace. No, he was getting square one-on-one first contact. Yeah. And just getting and, and, and either falling off or being pushed off that first attempt. It, it, was, it was hit and stick. It was simple yep. stuff. Um, again, who who knows what that was? But well, fuck, I'm, I don't know. I'm not trying to make excuses for the guy, but but it just seemed very out of character for how I've seen him play the game. Yeah. Um, and like, and and Dane Gagai is not fucking like Greg Inglis. True, but you he's know, not this behemoth. He's not this behemoth. But do you know what is, Dane Gagai is, is not? It's essentially hard to tackle or anything. Do you know what Dane Gagai is not? Fucking Kurt Capewell. So on the other side of the field, <laughs> look, and and at the end of the day, if you if you need to say that, okay, an experienced rep center, you know, or winger, mm-hmm. depending on on what he's doing, in gay guy, showed up a six that we put in the centers. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, mate, yep. I cop that. But to say that a fucking bench second rower, let me say that again, a bench second rower. Gets game time when Kikau gets suspended. Yeah. Was the best centre on the field by a long margin? Well, I don't know about that. I think Gay Guy was you know, possibly the best player on the field for the game. Oh, well, but he was, certainly, he was certainly better than the two New South Wales centers, K- by far. was also the best half on the field because of that fucking deaf little kick he put in <laughs> after his fucking <laughs> amazing break. But, yeah, what... New South Wales lack leadership. And there's these things I see in Cleary that should just be like little whispers in his ear. Like if you flick that situation around and you put that game scenario into somewhere that had that great Queensland team, the amount of times that New South Wales would go at them uh, and you know, assert some dominance in, in the game and really feel like they were on top, and then Thurston would be kicking and he would be leading the fucking chase. Mm-hmm. You know, because he was one of those players that understood that if the tempo's not being set by his team, he needs to set it for them. Drag and, them along with you. Exactly. You know? Um, Cooper Cronk was exactly the same. Yep. Cooper Cronk was exactly the same. The amount of times you had him coming in and wrapping players around him and saying See that fucking corner? The ball is going to be there at the end of every fucking set. Every fucking set. Didn't matter who we had back there or any of this gamesmanship of, oh, don't kick to that winger because it won't... Da, 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 da. Yeah, yeah. Cooper Cronk was, fuck that noise. Like you said last night, 10 in, 10 out. 10 in, 10 out. Yep. Start every fucking set there and yep. you go a long way to winning a fucking game of football, especially in origin. And especially once you've established a lead. Yeah. And then you can just use that to just clamp down. Yeah. And that's where I think Cleary's got a little bit or a lot of maturing to do in terms of he can't just be a role player. You know, that's that last bit of coming out from under someone like Maloney's shadow. That that when you've got those people there around you, you can't just be a role player if they're not but, doing yeah. it. But also, you still if you want to be a role player, you've got to fucking play your role too. Yeah. At the end of the day, now fucking Kurt Capewell has more try assists in fucking one Origin game than fucking Cleary's had in his career. 
Like, <laughs> it's like fucking. Like, well, we Kurt Capewell is the best half to ever play State of Origin. It's, it's uh, honestly, I think, like, his origin career today, the only thing that Cleary could do to be more Mitchell Pierce is to fuck a dog. <laughs> 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 I mean, otherwise, it's literally as a, to quote the to quote the fucking the lawyer in in, in my cousin Vinny is identical. <laughs> um, but then around the park, you know, Damien Cook's service was a little bit hesitant last night. They were really disjointed, and like the, everything was like a half a click behind. Yeah the speed that it needed to be. And you could see guys that sort of hesitate before throwing the ball. Like yeah. that first try that, um, that Fox almost scored, well, he didn't almost score it. I mean, he was sort of bundled out fairly, fairly comfortably over the sideline yeah. um, when he went to, went for the corner. But that whole try was not scored because every single pass along that chain was just a half a tick yeah. more hesitant. Yeah. You know, and, and even he was, then he, then it got to him and he sort of went, I'll, you know, put on a little bit of move, try and, you know, stand up my guy to give me a little avenue down the sideline. And yeah, you know, so uh, everything was just a tick too late. Yes. Uh, yeah, and all that sort of stuff. You know, and that sort of thing just closes down the the space. But there were so many matchups and play and players in that game that just like Queensland weren't weren't you know they were great at locking it down in the second half and playing like a a more you know like a, a safe kind of game you know and controlling and that, sort of game. That plan. came down, I think, a lot to Munster as well. Because yeah, Munster, Munster, Munster took, shook off his hangover. Yeah, that's it. Finally got some feelings back. Yeah. Um, but but Munster is definitely the, well, fuck it. I'll show you what we're doing. Yeah. You know? And and you've got to think about this. It, it was something that you learned very, very early on. Is that people follow. You know? It, it's not that everyone's lazy. It's not that they're not working hard. They're working hard. But sometimes they just need someone in front of them to go, no, 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 just a bit more. Just a bit more. Yep. Just a bit more. That's what your senior players are for. That's what I think Munster did really well last night. The other thing Queensland did exceptionally well was kept the ball alive. Yeah. You know, you look at the stat sheet, New South Wales had more offloads than they did. But Queensland seemed to come multiple times a set and from situations where the ball should have been wrapped up. So New South Wales were doing that thing, like you said, it was a little bit robotic, where they'd rush up, contact to be made, okay, there's two in the tackle, everyone else just turns around and they're jogging back yep. to 10. Yep. You know, and Queensland were keeping the ball alive then. So it was the response to offloads. That and was... also the and also the, the you know, the off the, the quality of offloads. Yeah, exactly. Is is different to the just like a blank statistic because how many stupid fucking offloads did Daniel Tupo throw instead of take a tackle? Yeah. Exactly. Like, and, you know, it's something that he does for, it's something that, that's crept, you know, back in, you know, for Easts. And it's something, and honestly, the, the left-hand side of New South Wales, the Roosters on that side did not fucking cover themselves in glory at all. No. I mean, daily, every time he went to the right, and he'd just do that little skip, and yep. he'd fucking have, and he'd have Cordner beaten every fucking time. Yeah. Like, the- and then, and instantly created opportunities for Gagai. I think. Every fucking time. I think. That, that again, this is a brutal fucking call because he's been a servant to the state. Mm-hmm. But I think Boyd Corden has done at Origin. Yep. And I and and like I and I would I would also add that just as a, like a compassion fucking yeah. compassion for human beings note. 
that guy's getting he's getting knocked down by a fucking change in humidity now. Yeah, exactly. Like it doesn't it's like it's like Liam Fulton levels of eggshell head. I also didn't really understand what sort of role Walker was meant to play. Yeah. I, I feel for that guy because he got axed after one fucking game. Yeah. And now he's he's used in a weird sort of not really used but not disused. Yeah. You know, like he doesn't he does Dead set, fucking throw him in, just like because like his his performance that got him dropped was no worse than Cleary last night. I don't think either of the halves really stood up. No, I and, don't think so either. And I think that was down to a little bit of confusion of of well, really, who's executing a game plan? To me, that whole situation for New South Wales reeked of Brad Fittler being. All about state of origin, all about rugby league, all about love for the blues. But how about instead of fucking making fake Queen music video <laughs> homages, yep. develop a fucking game plan? Yep. You know, so that when Queensland come out and just do all the little things right and fuck with the head of every play you've got on the field, give them a fucking plan B. It's what the yep. it, you look at Craig Bellamy, you look at the Roosters for the last couple of years, you look at the Wayne Bennett coach Bronco sides. They had a fucking fallback. They had a mental safety net, so that when shit started to get too much, we're just falling back into this. We need yeah, three yeah. or yep. four sets, a very simple controlled territory game, and then we're going to start the sets in an advantageous position. We're going to chase our fucking guts out, and how many times? Does just three or four continued sets of that force a mistake in your opposition? Yeah, yeah. You know it, and and the thing the thing is as well. I mean, this it was it was an opportunity for for New South Wales to also, you know, turn guys like Xavier Coates and and Brimson and um, Capewell into like Nathan Merritt head fucked situations. Yeah. but now. The fucking you know, reverse two, like, two of those guys got a try. Yeah. Another guy laid a try on. And now now they're origin players and they're, you know, brimming with confidence. So you know, so so it's just yeah. Like the, there's a lot that's been said about Very casual how, and fucking you know that you don't need a coach at origin level, you need a man manager. Yep. And and that's true to a certain extent. I'm not even a man manager, I reckon. I can just, you just need a guy like a like a passion merchant motivated, you know, guy, guy to get good players. Like a Flavor Flav. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, you know what? It turns out what you actually need, whether it's from your head coach or from one of his staff, is an actual fucking game plan to execute. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. i tell you, is Luai in the fucking 28, yep. 27 <clears throat> Fucking oath he is. Get him in there. Look, I'm not, like, I, you know how I feel about Luai. Yeah, you know how I feel about Cleary, Cleary's uh, ability, and how much Luai is is, uh, is a factor in it. Exactly, hundred percent. I feel you, bro. I, I, I mean, I, I, I'm telling you, that game cemented even more how important Luai is to fucking Cleary's yeah, game. Yeah, spot on. And uh, and you know maybe the, it wouldn't be the worst thing to throw an established but, that com. I mean, they look they're going to stick with Cleary. They don't have another fucking seven in the squad. Yeah, exactly. So you know you could you could do worse than. Uh, Maybe throw in a, an established combination. Yeah, spot on. And fuck it. Put White into lock or something. But here's the thing. Or on the bench and throw Crichton in the outside there and then you've got fucking... Do you think 
do you think that all of the things that Cooper Cronk did were yeah. his ideas? Do you think he came not. up with them at the time? Well, when he was down, like you know, kicking the kicking, hundred, you know, kicking a hundred kicks and, and having the best hot chips when his barn was burning or <laughs> village was burning and, <laughs> and all that shit. <laughs> um, yeah, Nathan Cleary is more yeah. in a Cooper Cronk mold than he is in an Andrew Johns mold as a seven. Yeah, you know what? Give him the fucking parameters of which to execute, and get him to go and get and go there. It, yeah, fuck, I don't know. Anyway. Wholesale yeah, changes. He, just, he, he did. He really. He really did. Uh, he really did back back himself into that midfield bomb. Exactly. Two thousand eighteen again, yeah. didn't he? Um, yeah. Look, what I mean. What I would, what I would be changing. Queensland winning winning combination changed yeah. nothing. Don't change Kurt, anything Kurt, at all. Kurt Capewell has earned. He he's, he's earned his place there. Yep. I think he's ab- eminently exploitable by a decent opposite number, but fucking the dude. The dude did what. You know, Queensland players have done over time. Like he's not supposed to be there. He wasn't supposed to perform, and he fucking did. Yeah. So, um, great. Um, New South Wales. Look, the changes that I would be making. I think I, don't, I think that not only Cordner is fucking cooked at as well. I think Frizzle is fucking done. Yeah. He hasn't been very good. He hasn't been good for a, a, a series or two. He's Josh Jackson two point but he's yeah, but he wasn't. But he is now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like That's that was it. never his thing. No, and it and it makes me and it makes me think the Knights have fucking bought themselves a lemon, a clapped out fucking it, it, and <laughs> something that's been absolutely thrashed on the track. You know what? It it wasn't a tough story to sell, in that he was great. Things haven't been good at the Dragons. You know, there's been coaching speculation the over every the year. The Jack the Bell and shit. People yeah. like to rape people. The club, yep. the club likes to think that rape isn't so bad and stick by them after they've raped. Um, yeah, but fuck, who knows? You know, to, yeah, well, I mean, you know, obviously... And again, it's easy go, for us to sit back and say this, but and let me yeah. let me just point out there as well that it would be a lot fucking harder for him to maintain the passion and drive, just as it would be for Cordner, who actually just go in there, smash and get smashed, every fucking game than it would be for somebody like Cameron Smith who comes in, you know, over the top on a couple of tackles and... No, and, and always passes the ball, never really takes a tackle. Exactly. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, and like, I mean, so for New South Wales, so I, I would be seriously considering the, the second row situation. Yep. Maybe just, maybe just put Jakey into second row. That's it. White into lock. Yep. Crichton to, to left centre. Yep. Gutho got to go. Yep. Because he defensively he wasn't he, defensively he wasn't as bad as Crichton was. However, offensively he was a real fucking handbrake. And yeah, there was he a, was. The, he, he, there were times when he just kind of got in the road. Yeah, the play would shift to the right. Yeah, and there were times when he, he you know he didn't give it when he should have. Which, to, you, which to again, Adokar. you get. You know, he's he's a fullback. Yeah, and and that's what I, I guess bugs me the most. In theory, a modern fullback skill set should involve a fair amount of that play almost in the center position, like on those yeah, like big sweeping yeah. wraparound yeah. plays. Yep. Um, yeah, no, maybe, maybe nerves got to him. Uh, maybe he's a fraud and not origin caliber. Who fucking knows? Yeah. All I can say is, I mean, if he had have stayed at Manly, he would have, he was, he would have had to play center. Yeah. And fuck me, we dodged a bullet there. Yeah, fuck, that's true. You got some tweets from this game? Let me go in. 
it was a fairly decent game thread considering we didn't think to put it up until about fucking 20 minutes before full time. <laughs> uh, that's B.43 said, hashtag Yeary of knock which was, yeah, okay. That was a disappointing incident. Um, Aaron Ma said, Nathan Merritt had a better origin career than Clint Gutherson. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. And then um, Timmy McIntyre replied to that. Clint Gutherson has an origin career, unlike David Nofaluma. So I'm happy for those two sides to go at each other all fucking day. Just wear themselves out. Yeah. Moving into the Facebook group. There was a lot of, uh, you know, interesting comments. So, uh, Darren said, I just think New South Wales thought they were going to win and were waiting for a game to come to them that never did. 100%, man. I, I agree with that uh, sentiment exactly. There were, in the live stream last night, how many times did we use the word complacency? Yeah. How many? They were told all week that they were going to win. Yep. They went in there expecting, they, they somehow got themselves, despite playing pretty poorly they got them, and, and a lot of errors, they got themselves to a 10-0, which is, you know, frankly, a match-winning lead to build upon. And the second Queensland showed the slightest modicum of, of resistance, they went back to back and the lead was gone. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Toto said, so that's what it's like to win a game. Strong arm emoji. Uh, Zeb said, Capewell is Penrith's best origin player. Crying face emoji. Fucking earth it was. <laughs> uh, Dan Said a lot to unpack. Queensland's line speed and kick chase was just relentless. New South Wales halves looked rudderless. Kicking game was subpar. Looked a bit better when Walker came on and sparked a bit. How did Boyd pass that HIA? Fuck that Cam Murray injury turned my stomach. Can't believe he tried to run it off. Honestly, Gags <laughs> is just having a laugh now with his club V rep form. Yeah, yeah. that fuck that sucked. That Murray. Yeah. And I was... I was actually looking forward to because I I, th- I honestly thought we were going to dominate Queensland with our bench. Yeah, you know, um, I will say Junior Paulo. I think was close to New South Wales best on field just in doing your fucking job. Like he was really really good. Um, I didn't feel like Haas added the punch that that I was expecting from him. No, he got he got through a lot of work. Yeah, but he wasn't he wasn't beasting people like I thought that he would. Yeah, that's it. He got through a lot of minutes, though, didn't he? It felt like he was on the field it, the again. He, game. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't know. I, I I was really looking forward to having some some damaging rotation yeah. in the props, and then for these mobile ball playing second rowers to get in and and just really pick them apart on the edges. But but that game plan just never eventuated. Yep. Uh, Mitch said Capel absolutely killed it in the second half. An okay brown plum surely locks the fullback slot over that underrated undercover redhead ponga. He was yeah he he was fine, but you know, as we as we mentioned with Cleary's kicking game, he wasn't he wasn't tested. There was never a pressure moment for That's him. That's it. Uh, I mean, there was a couple of tries scored in the corner, which aren't aren't his sole domain to to stop. Mm. And, 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 you know, at least instead of, you know, as opposed to Ponga, I mean, at least he got into the camera frame when those tries were scored. That is true. That is very true. So that's it. A lot of the other comments were about the game while it was happening. 
Yep. So if you're, not the, if you're not in the Facebook group, get in there and trade fucking barbs with each other and not like some weird Cameron Smith clone orgy. But... <laughs> Cameron Smith scrubber dub. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and Queensland, just remember, you won the first game last time too. Mm. Done, yes. done, done. That's it. With better players too. <laughs> We are very happy to be brought to you by Manscaped, and they've got a new product. It's a new product alert. They've just released in Australia the Weed Whacker. It's literally been out for about what, three or four days in Australia. It's a nose and ear hair trimmer. So apparently, can't, can't, this, this, is, this is not me personally, but if you take a look in the mirror, I guarantee you'll see hair sticking out of both of those holes. So it's time to keep your ear and nose hair looking as nice as your clean-shaven pubes. Yeah. All men and women, for that matter, because far be it from me to be biased towards any gender, will reach an age where hair will start protruding like an unsightly fucking syringe sticking up from the once pristine playground that was your nostril. <laughs> Now, there's some actual fucking annoying shit that this causes. I don't know about you, but when I have errant nose hairs, I sneeze like a motherfucker because they're sticking out of that thing. They get caught on the mustache if I got one at the time. You know, a fucking strong breeze comes through, tickles that shit, or it's just itchy and annoying as fuck. And I don't like sitting there all right. day rubbing my nose, looking like either the sort of fucking inconsiderate cunt that goes places when they're sick mm-hmm. or a fucking Bolivian superstar getting ready for my next soccer match. I was in the habit up to now of hot waxing my nose. So that, that process is you're getting a bit of wax on your finger, jamming it in there. No. And- so the first step is I would have to go to the chemist and I would have to buy a fucking whole pot of this wax stuff. Yep. Now, so you're not jamming lit candles no. up there. No, 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 no. Right, right. Now these dumb fucks... I'm ignorant to this whole fucking... <laughs> these dumb fucks that make nose wax don't understand their own product. What they're essentially selling yes. you yep. is polymer molten lava. Well, yeah, I mean... And the instructions are never fucking right. They go, put it in the microwave for a minute. You put it in for a minute, it comes out, it's still fucking rock hard. You put it in for a minute and three seconds, and it's fucking hotter than the shit that the T-800 went down into at the end of Terminator 2. (laughs) Fuck whatever sort of chemical fuckery is going on in that stuff. But then you smear that on a little stick, shove that up your nostril, and then you've got to yank it out. Yank it. Right. Now, I don't consider myself a shrinking violet, and I've got a pretty good pain tolerance. Right. But the last time we did it, there were three blokes. Now, the other two guys that were in there were bigger than me. Yeah. And 
the three of us were standing around doing the fucking little tiptoe, tiptoe, scaredy dance, waiting to pull these fucking <laughs> plugs of wax out. The Weed Whacker, which Manscaped yeah. were good enough to give us an early advanced copy. Yep. Feels amazing. Doesn't hurt at all. And gets the job done. I would also... It really does. Like, there's no, there's no, like, there's no, it's like a no effort thing. Correct. Correct. So you get it in there. Like, it, it's actually nick proof. There's nothing you can do to hurt you. Um, I would also like to say to all the Melbourne Storm fans out there, uh, recent data has shown that living in Melbourne can cause an increased risk of hair growth inside the urethra. So I encourage all Melbourne Storm fans. <laughs> to get one of these and jam it down your pee hole. Right. Now, the Weed Whacker uses the same proprietary skin safe technology which prevents the nicks and snags and tugs and all of that sort of thing that you know from the uh, the old lawnmower 3.0. You could it comes it comes with a USB charger, but it also will actually sit in the dock for the lawnmower 3.0 and charge that way if you have that one as well. And the thing is, you can actually get a new package. It's a performance package, which includes the Weed Whacker, the lawnmower 3.0, plus the Crop Preserver, the Crop Reviver, all that good shit. So for listeners who've already gone one way, grab the Weed Whacker. It's great. If you haven't yet availed yourself of any of the products, you can get this performance package. And of course, if you use our code at manscaped.com, Nation. All in caps. You get 20% off and free shipping. You can't beat Fantastic. that. Fantastic. Get amongst it. Okay. So, I mean, previews, it's really, we can't really preview the next game. We sort of mentioned what we were talking about with the, um, what, you know, some of the changes that we would make given the opportunity for game two. Uh, it already, it's become super interesting in terms of the, um, the those limited squads of players. So, yeah. uh, you know, that's, yeah, with Cameron Murray and a couple of other guys, I mean, it's going to, it's inst- it instantly makes it, uh, yeah, interesting. Um, yep. And uh, so I guess we, I can we move to the mailbag. Um, first things go first. Let me fucking find it. There we go. Okay. So, Troy, a lot of these things are kind of, uh, have expired. They've, re- they've reached their use-by date already because of the, the game last night. But, uh, Troy said, thank fuck the Blues can cl- carry Cleary to some level of achievement this season. Oh, well, uh. that didn't happen. <laughs> um, Daniel said, I hate myself for saying this, but I think it might be the series of Cleary. <laughs> fuck you guys. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, he also said, if the Blues lose this game, will it be a bigger bottle job than the Panthers' grand final effort? Uh, probably not that big, but yeah. Um, <laughs> he, he's, he's fucking. He's gone. He's gone ham in this in this group. With Origin being at the end of this season this year and no other codes playing, have we missed an opportunity to move the games to the weekend and put them on a little earlier to get more eyes on the game? Yeah, possibly. Based on how, yeah. based on the on the product, based on the product they delivered last night. Though, you know, if less I saw that, yeah, <laughs> maybe move the decider to the weekend. Yeah, that's it. And that's the that's the other thing we didn't mention um, in regards to the origin with the, with uh, Queensland winning game one is now there's a decider in and fucking November eighteen in hot as fuck humid ass Queensland. 
Yeah. Uh, which is going to be just, it's going to be a crazy war of attrition. Um, what else have we got here? Uh, <laughs> Matthew said, why are all the p- members of Twill Nation who are posting pictures for Origin dressed like people who I'd be terrified to let my children go near? I hear you, man. The ones that dress up are the ones you got to worry about the most, I think. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, oh, fuck me. They've got a couple of... Uh... Oh, here we go. Timmy. King Gutho has more try assists than Nathan Cleary. Stepdad comment. Pass it to a fucking winger. Of course he does. Like, do your fucking job, Gutho. He's got try assists like Darius Boyd's got origin tries. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> uh, Terry said, how much will Corden be able to sue for when his brain is discovered to be mashed potatoes? Yeah, man. That um I feel for fuck. that I feel for the guy, man. I I don't I don't want to and see him fucking drooling into his porridge. That's the other thing. He as it was mentioned in the comments, he passed his fucking HIA. Yeah. Like can can we not have diff we need new criteria. He needs an HIAA now. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's memorized all the fucking questions. He's had so many that he knows every every possible variable. Yeah. yeah. Like he goes in and just rain mans it. He's like the kid who's gone like, in and read and read every card in a in a deck of Trivial Pursuit cards. <laughs> so when he plays, he he acts like he knows everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Nortz said hashtag Yuri of Hutchins. It's getting like yes, that. Yes, it is. It's getting like that. Um, Fucking is. <laughs> and uh, a lot a lot of these people because of the because of the lack of. Uh, of uh, game thread for so long in the game, they treated the fucking mailbag like a game thread. But uh, so, <laughs> so, so moving right along, that's it. We got an hour. I can't believe we got an hour out of it. That's full time for episode three seventy five. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter. So follow at TWI League Facebook community hashtag Twill Nation. If you're on Facebook, get in there. It's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Twill Nation. Also on Facebook, uh, Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash This Week in League with post release and episode releases and all that sort of thing. Uh, make sure you hit the like button. Be, share, be sure to share our posts and help us spread the word, basically. And if you'd like to support the show, make sure you drop us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. And we got two this week. One good, one not so good. The first one from uh, Eels Up Inside Ya. <laughs> fucking love you, that's the that's the mighty boosh reference it's a yeah you know, obviously a, a, a Parramatta fan or a fan of uh, Japanese pornography um have you seen that episode no. did you watch the mighty boosh no, no. I only only scattered oh. episodes as I saw them when they're on Just fucking what what have you done with your life what have you fucking done look not not fuck not not fucking much clearly yeah <laughs> uh, that that, that's the rest of your day. Right. Fuck work. Right. Fuck anything productive. All right. All right. After Boosh. all this fucking podcast. Um, his his uh, review was entitled Sweet Ass Podcast. Five stars. This is an awesome podcast I couldn't do without. Both hosts bring their own unique sense of humor and rugby league expertise that is second to none. Thank you, sir. Fantastic. Now for the, now for the fucking... <laughs> now, there was the carrot. Now for the stick. <laughs> From Purple Storm 20. Lee. Title. So biased. One star. <laughs> I was really enjoying this podcast until the host was having a sook about the Panthers losing the grand final, saying the Storm deserve no credit and are the least deserving premiers ever. You're a flog, mate. <laughs> the best part was when your mate was disagree with, disagreeing with you on everything. <laughs> so I guess it was a bad view about you, not so much me. Jeez, Purple Storm 20. <laughs> 
why didn't you give us like three stars so like I could have the three stars and then the two years just subtracted (laughs) (laughs) yeah well you know what now now that you mention it um, I have realised that I am biased it's taken that comment for me to realise that I am biased Um, and uh, and I've examined those internal biases um, Storm still did nothing. They were just there. <laughs> yeah. Get a new Penrith email address story. and one more, another one star next week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, if you want to go the extra mile to support the show, our digital memberships are still available and uh, can be picked up anytime for three ninety nine a month. Uh, we've got about thirty five members only episodes in the in the can already for you to enjoy and uh, last night we did like a basically like a live podcast just conversation while the game was going on you know you know talking about the game while it was happening plus interjecting with uh listener questions for the week as as uh, as it went through um, you go if when you when you get this episode as a digi member you probably you have to make sure you queue the game up because i think if you're not watching the game at the same time watching it with us you're not going to get as yeah. much out of it, I don't think. That's, That's it. my suspicion. I mean, obviously, yeah. the more we do these, the you know, the the better they'll become. But I think that that's that's uh, the, the first one. A little bit rough if you're not watching it. I mean, you need to have the context of the game while you're doing it. Um, and yeah, or tell a friend. The more, the merrier for this old that's show. It. And uh, that is it. Although, yes, although you may need to warn your friends. Um, that that we've just discovered that we're biased. Uh, so we're actually going to need to take a hiatus um, for intensive for mental, mental some sort of deprogramming. Mental health thing, do we? That's it. Um, fuck, I need a pepperoni and a telepizza. I actually just, I just, I just want to check something out real quick. Um, with the, the actual Twill Facebook page, I need to fucking... Uh, as opposed to the group? Yeah, as opposed to the group. Yep. Um, I just need to... Hang on a second. Facebook's giving me this fucking... I need to switch back to the old school Facebook for 48 hours to try and find the fucking thing. Yeah, okay. So on the old, on the Facebook page, if I can get to that fucking thing, load up, cunt. It's not loading up. I'm pretty sure, though, that what... The what there we go. No, maybe it's not. Maybe maybe it's the maybe maybe it's the. Uh, hey, here we go. This is the blurb about this week in league, and I think it was on the. I think it might be uh, a variation. It's on iTunes. There's a variation of this on the iTunes blurb as well. Uh, your award-winning rugby league, weekly rugby league podcast, bringing your news, views, and 100% biased opinions <laughs> from our de- dedicated team of rugby league devotees. So, like, it, we literally gave you what was on the fucking label. You know 100% was on the label, so come on, son. Exactly. Uh, Just be a normal fucking Storm fan and enjoy my obvious fucking distress. Yeah. Don't be a fucking Broncos fan and need validation from everybody about your club. Exactly. You know, um, I'm going to prescribe to you, as Dr. J, uh, three hour-long like sessions <laughs> with your... Three hour long sessions with your Storm fan consultant uh, at Supergrover. What is he? Supergrover four. Whatever. Yeah, Supergrover four know. on Twitter. At Supergrover four on Twitter. Make a Twitter and tweet at him 
and tell him I've prescribed him to teach you how to be a proper Storm fan and not seek validation from anyone as you live in your fucking purple man cave. Yes. You'll be a better person for it. Yeah. Look, I'm just going to put that one down to fucking lockdown fever. It's tough. I get it. <laughs> it's been a rough year down there. Can't see eating bats and whatnot. <laughs> um, that's it. That's all we got. Love you all. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll uh, see the Digi members on the live stream next week. And we'll see the next to you shortly after. Later. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.